Welcome to Winning Is Not Everything, where we bring sanity back to youth sports by focusing on character development, effort, and sportsmanship, not rankings and trophies. I'm your host, Sean Jensen, former NFL reporter, children's book author, and youth sports coach. How many legends do you know? Well, today you're gonna hear from one. Katie Smith, one of the greatest basketball players ever. Let's get to it. As a writer, I have a love for words, but I also don't like when words are overused. One overused word is legend. It's tossed around way too often and rarely is used appropriately. But Katie Smith is a living legend three-time Olympic champion, two-time WNBA champion, two-time ABL champion. In September, ESPN named her the 16th greatest player in WNBA history, and the WNBA highlighted her in their W25, a celebration of the league's 25th anniversary by unveiling its top 25 players. But as you'll soon find out in our conversation, Katie is the best kind of legend, a humble one. In part one, you're going to hear all about her earliest basketball memories when she played for the pure love of the game, competing against boys and not really seeing college or pro opportunities. I'm excited for you to hear my conversation with Katie Smith. Well, I am so excited to have Katie Smith join me for a conversation. Katie, thank you so much for joining me. I'm, I'm pumped to, to join you. It's great to see you again. It's, it's been a minute, but uh, I, I love it. Well, just to give people a little bit of background, um, we got to know each other when I worked for the St. Paul Pioneer Press and I covered the Vikings, but did a lot of other sports. And, and obviously at that time, you were the star of the Minnesota Lynx. And I did a few stories on you and we just uh, had a little connection. What do you remember about those early years of the Lynx before they became a perennial championship team? You know, we were um, expansion team and I just, you know, I didn't know much about Minnesota. I don't think I'd gone outside of Columbus, you know, Ohio to, to play. I mean, obviously I traveled, but that was my, my home teams. But I had a ball. I mean, the fans were awesome. Like we, it was just such a connection between the team and the fans and the excitement. Um, and I just, I mean, we, and still to this day now being back, you know, 20 years later, it's like it never, you know what I mean? It's like, it's just the same connection. It's like family. So it just was a, mm. even though we didn't necessarily have the success that everybody would have wanted, um, but the fans, the connection, the hanging out, the, the we played hard. Um, but I just, I just have so much love and like kind of a, it just feels, it feels comfortable. Whenever I went there after I got, went to other teams or coaching, I just had a ball and loved seeing familiar faces, whether it was the people that worked or, um, you know, obviously the fans. Well, you mentioned where you're from, uh, Columbus, Ohio, and uh, let, let's go back a little bit in, in time. What is your favorite childhood sports-related memory growing up in Columbus? Really, my earliest is when I played on an all-boys team in fifth, in fifth grade. So that was when I first started playing organized sports. Um, I played, you know, the rec league stuff. We did, you know, we did everything. Um, but my first organized sporting uh, was basketball. And I was, I played up, but it was in fifth grade. I played on the all boys team, but that was the only team that was available. It wasn't like it is today where you have equal grade school teams for the girls and boys. Like it's, it was just, you know, that was the only thing that, that existed. And it was normal. My mom just asked. And, you know, I was from Logan, which is an hour southeast of Columbus. And she just asked because my brother was playing if my daughter could play. And 
you know, no, no questions asked. I mean, Logan was really just a supportive community. And I, I ended up playing on an old boys team. I was pretty tall, was coordinated and pretty good. Uh, and you played around the area and just, that was probably some of my, that was my earliest kind of memory. And I had a ball. I mean, it was, uh, all my buddies, uh, you know, that you're playing basketball with them. And I don't, I don't know if that many really thought it was weird or it was, you know, any like kind of negative feedback or anything. It was just, that's what we did. And it was that we played sports. Sometimes you hear about sort of the horror stories of, of girls trying to play historically boy sports and joining boy teams and things like that. But that wasn't your experience growing up, was it? No, it wasn't. And I know I've, I've heard those stories, too. And I, you know, you look, you, you know, you're, you're all kind of subject to wherever you are, where you're from. Right. And it's not like you just, you know, some is, are great, some are not. But I just honestly just had such a supportive career of, of being a female playing with the guys at that young age, obviously when we get into junior high and everything that, um, you ended up on the, on the girls team, but I just, it was just like, you're playing with your buddies. And again, I'm sure there's some parents, if I was doing well or playing well of the opposing teams that probably were ripping and roaring. I'm sure my parents have more kind of words of what people maybe really thought. Um, but overall, even now I just, Nobody ever really said anything. So I was really lucky uh, to have the support and be able to kind of play and compete um, because it wasn't there wasn't there wasn't an equal girls team at that time. When did you start playing and competing against girls? Um, So, yeah, junior high. So I think I went to some camps. You know, overnight camps were really big back then. Things have changed now. Like you had the the university camps, um, some of the all-star camps like Blue Star. And somewhere around, I think, my eighth grade year, I might have done an overnight camp. But like seventh grade, when we went to seventh grade, obviously volleyball, basketball, and a track. So you, then you were kind of playing on the, the girls team, but also played AAU, which is the summer basketball now. I don't think it's I don't think it's AAU either. Um you know, that was when I, you know, started to play with the best girls around the area, but just never thought anything different. I have two brothers. I learned a lot. I love to compete. It didn't matter if it was girls or boys. It was just like, let's go out and play basketball and, and um, you know, figure it out and go out and, and compete. So I, I really, it was, I felt like I learned a lot from, from both and really glad that I, you know, kind of had those experiences. I think of the hockey player Hillary Knight, who had older brothers, and she just grew up playing in the neighborhood with just whoever, and mostly they were boys, and she just talked about how that really conditioned her and strengthened her as a player. Growing up playing with boys and having older brothers, how do you feel like that impacted your transition to competing and playing against girls? Yeah, I, again, when you're younger, you, you don't necessarily think about it, but it does, I think, condition you to be physical, uh, the skills are really the skills, but you're just finding a way to function amongst each other. And obviously when you're younger, I was as tall or taller than most, you know, as you get older, then obviously some of the boys develop differently. And then obviously you have to figure out how to function maybe against taller people or maybe a little stronger or whatever. Um, but, you know, from young to old, I played against guys all the time, whether it was pickup. Um, but I felt like it just gave you maybe created a mindset of just competing. Like it didn't matter, but it, being strong, 
not backing down, not feeling like, Ooh, I hit you too hard. Or I, I, Oh my bad. You know what I mean? It was like, we just, you're playing. So I think against the guys mm-hmm. that's more accepted, you know, at a younger age to be physical and to whatever, you know, whereas a girl, sometimes it's like, Oh, she, you know, she may be stronger and then knock somebody over and everybody's like, Ooh, wow. Right. And it's sorry. You know what I mean? So I don't know if maybe it just kind of made it normalized, the competition, the physicality, the skill, the, you know, all that. So, uh, I think it probably did for me just to kind of like, I held my own. I'm just going to figure out a way yeah. to, to play. <laughs> That's all I wanted to do. Can you think of a story that maybe your parents would tell me about your brothers, like, uh, being rough with you or something growing up that now you can laugh about, but maybe wasn't funny back then. Man, we, they necessarily, I don't, they weren't rough with me. I probably was rough with them. They, um, when we were younger, we're all the same, you know, we're within three years, like older brothers, two years, younger brothers, a year younger. So we're literally all the same. So we were really the same all the way through, obviously high school, they took a little growth spurt and stuff, but we would play one-on-one basketball and they weren't, that necessarily wasn't their favorite sport. Football was more, but they were more, you know, physical, but they would try to back me down, but I would hold my ground. I mean, I probably hit my brothers. We played football, you know, they didn't take it necessarily easy on me. Um, but they, they also were aware that they weren't going to just run me over. Um, but no, I think mom would probably tell you that I was, I would dish it out with the best of them. (laughs) So, but they were also very, when they did get, to a size and maybe strength of we just didn't go out there and knock each other around we you know but they would try to back me down like the old school like use their size and and, uh i'd have to find a way to to still win so um but they were they were great and obviously i so supported again through the community but also my brothers were my biggest fans um you know what i mean throughout the year so it's a lot of fun Which coach encouraged and inspired you most when you were younger? I, I had, you know, I, and again, I know you think I'm crazy, but I just really was lucky. Like I look, I look now how hard it is to, to commit, right? Anybody to coach youth sports, high school sports, like the time commitment that it takes on top of another job, right? This isn't like their full-time job. And like, I look back at the, the people and the coaches that I had and how much time and effort and you know, the care that they put into it. Right. And I, I just, I'm so impressed by those that did it because it's not, it's a thankless job in a way, right. It isn't like you're, you're getting these awards and getting paid and whatever. Um, so my initial, you know, Craig Dunn, um, was one of my coaches, uh, and he was, he's a beat writer. He writes for the paper and everything. And Logan still does sports. You know, he got me involved and was just so positive. And then Jim Myers, um, in high school, um, he kind of junior high, high school it was really X's and O's coached on the guy's side, coached us. He was really kind of the tactician, um, part of it. And then we had another coach, Ralph Taylor, who was more of the motivator, the fun, the, you know, the, the, <laughs> the face. And then Jim did the, the X's and O's. And then, um, Tuck Connor was another who got me into AAU. He was coaching his daughter and got us into the AAU and, you know, really kind of set us off and into that kind of travel basketball. And so those are the guys that were in my youth, along with my father. He, he played football in college, but he was also, he knew he played basketball in high school, but 
he would, you know, like the skill, like, you know, doing left-handed layups, making sure you're jumping off your right, you know, the correct foot and like kind of a little bit more detailed on what you were learning to then, Hey, this is, did you, you know, use the backboard on these shots? So all of them and along with them, my, my dad maybe of kind of driving it home a little bit, mm. kind of set me up to, you know, gave me a great base. And again, like they put the time in to help us and really taught us the fundamentals, but also made it enjoyable. Like, you know, we had a mm. ball. It was love competing and practicing hard, but the memories of hanging out and being with people and the, and the players, both just the boys and then the girls, like it was, I mean, it was so much fun. I, I just, I mm. have such a joy from like my early uh, memories of sports on. And I just, you know, I feel really lucky. Again, I, I hear stories as well of just people that, don't enjoy it. And I just, I extremely, I got extremely lucky and thank thankful to the people who gave their time. Cause as I said, now like to help and commit to something <laughs> to coach, I, I, you know, it's not many people want to do it. And those that do, I just really am thankful that they, they take the time cause it's important. What was the most valuable lesson you learned through a challenge or defeat growing up? For me, it's, it's you know, kind of the task, like, right? Like trying not to maybe fixate on the, the outcome per se, um, understanding that there's gonna be disappointments, there's gonna be losses, you know, kind of making sure that you're doing it the right way, that you're you're putting the effort into it. You know what I mean? I think that's probably the best best thing. You know, my parents would always kind of keep you even keeled of of not getting too high, not getting too low. And I think also is just kind of how you handle it's not somebody else's fault. It's not their fault. It's not their, it's, it's like, it's like do your job kind of and, and do the best you can and see what happens. So I think it was just more that of being um, steady and understanding that you're part of a team. It's really, you know, it's not necessarily about you. It's, and then also just like, it was a tough game. Didn't go well, not blaming refs, not doing whatever. I just, you know, my parents were just really good with that. And so were our coaches um, mm. of just kind of trying to get better every day, trying to compete and then seeing kind of how it went and still enjoying the process of it. So I think that's it. It's just embracing the competition and just trying to, to do better the next day and just kind of be the best version of yourself. What's one thing you would tell your eight, 12 or 16 year old self? Probably the one thing is the the confidence piece of I think when we're you know you're younger you think everybody else around you knows more than you or uh, has it all together <laughs> or has like wonderful like everything's so great um, you know what I mean you kind of like you're always thinking that maybe you're the one that doesn't you know you're still uh, doubt yourself or don't you know self confidence or maybe you don't know what you're gonna do with your life you know what I mean like <laughs> it's just but I think I think the one thing I would tell like my younger self is like you know just the confidence. Everyone else around you is doubting, questioning, doesn't, you know what I mean, is insecure. Um, but I would say that is just like have the confidence to own kind of who you are, um, embrace like your your strengths and, and, and your weaknesses and just try to be better. But honestly, just be the best version of yourself. And then, ex and then just be open-minded and explore like, you know, for, so one would be just self-confidence, like, you know what, be proud of who you are, embrace who you are and the strength that you have. Don't try to be somebody else and just, and obviously keep working. Uh, you know, those would be some, that would be one thing. Cause I think we always have that self-doubt, especially when you're young, you just, and you look around and you're comparing yourself and 
Um, there's everybody else is in, in the same boat as you. Looking back, what was something you appreciated about your parents' influence on your athletic journey? You know, their support. I mean, I appreciate that they got us involved in everything. I, I do appreciate that. I, I, you know, they were from Cleveland, but they got us into, you know, I was in children's choir. I was in 4-H. I did ballet and tap. I did sports. Like, they, they really they put us out in everything, which is awesome because you, you kind of get to feel out and, and experience and, and see what you're good at. And maybe what you like, you know, what areas of things uh, that you like. So um, I love that, that they did that to us, that we were exposed to so much. And then I just, I appreciate them, obviously, their time of, of making sure that we could go do stuff. Like they took us, they lugged our butts around everywhere and anywhere uh, and made sure that we could, you know, participate. And then, you know, honestly, it was just the, the support of just not allowing you to think when you had success. I do appreciate they didn't blow us up and say that we were the greatest things ever. I mean, we are in their world, but in, in the sense of, you know, basketball, it wasn't like they were, you know, that we couldn't do anything wrong. And then when we got a low, they obviously always support us. So it was more of that, you know, kind of stay uh, humble, um, stay in the moment, you know, appreciate and respect everyone. So I think that's what, you know, they gave me was that foundation of like, stay humble, Put your nose down and do your work. You know what I mean? Just work hard at what you're doing uh, and, and good things will happen. So I, I, that's an appreciation I think they taught us, my brothers and I. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Winning Is Not Everything. Please make sure to like the podcast and subscribe to the podcast so you can immediately get the latest episode. If you have any comments or questions, visit my website, seankjensen.com, and go to the contact page where you can even leave me a voice recording. Winning is not everything, but the three H's to be a real hero in life are hustle, humility, and heart. I'm your host, Sean Jensen, and we'll see you again next time.